hey y'all, I'm Stephanie Duke, a brand and website designer for legacy-minded homemakers in business and your host for the Homemakers in Business podcast, where we talk about branding, websites, marketing, and entrepreneurship through the lens of being a stay-at-home wife or mother. It's my hope that this podcast will be a source of inspiration, encouragement, and actionable advice that you can implement into your own business, whether you're just considering the idea of starting a business or have been at it for decades. I'm here to help guide you to building a business that works for you through strategic branding and marketing tips. So let's get into today's episode. So for the first episode of the Homemakers in Business podcast, I thought it would be a good idea to tell you my business story and the reason for this podcast. I personally love hearing how other people got started in business, so hopefully you'll find today's episode interesting and encouraging. It's a bit of a long story, so let's get right into it. As this is the first episode, let me properly introduce myself and this podcast. I'm Stephanie Duke, a brand and website designer based in Cleveland, Alabama. Yes, you've heard that right. Cleveland, Alabama, not Ohio, not Tennessee. (laughs) I am a Christian, a wife, an only child, an artist, a gardener, homesteader, among, you know, many other titles. Um, I have a special interest in building brands and websites for stay-at-home wives and mothers in business, hence the name of this podcast, Homemakers in Business. I believe women can make considerable money running home-based businesses without sacrificing their personal lives. And I myself am a testament to that belief. I have been in the online business space for over three years now and have literally seen hundreds of women make millions of dollars from home, you know, while traveling or doing whatever they want to do with their lives that would not be possible with a quote-unquote normal job. At the time of recording this, I have been full-time in my business for nearly one year, which is crazy. And I can honestly say that my personal life has significantly improved since going full-time, but more on that later. It's my hope that this podcast will be a source of inspiration, encouragement, and actionable advice that you can actually implement into your own business, whether you're just considering that idea of starting a business or have been at it for, you know, decades. I believe that you have a unique gift that can be used to support your family and glorify God. I hope that this podcast will be a rich resource for you and a place where you can feel safe to dream, ask questions, and find community. As a brand and website designer, I'll be talking about all things branding, marketing, websites, ideal clients, entrepreneurship, social media, uh, blogging, goal-setting trends, and you know so much more. There's like a lot to business if you haven't figured that out yet. There will definitely be some more personal episodes as well, talking about things like homesteading, gardening, raising chickens, travel, faith, homemaking, all that good stuff. And I'm just genuinely really excited about this new podcasting venture, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Phew. Okay. Now that you know a little bit about why I'm starting this podcast, let's get into the how I got into business and just more about my background in you know, why you should be listening to me. (laughs) I think it's really fun to look back over my life and see the specific events and people that got placed in my life to get me to where I am now. So we'll take it back to childhood and then go from there. 
As mentioned before, I'm an only child. I grew up in a two-parent Christian household, very close to my mom's family because her parents live right next door to us. The women in my family are very creative, especially my grandmother, who I call Mimi. So my entire childhood, I was constantly doing arts and crafts, uh, going to craft shows, heavily decorating for holidays, took all types of dance and art lessons, played the clarinet, did musicals, you know, all the typical creative kid things. Both of my parents have worked my entire life, so I also did all of the traditional schooling from daycare and preschool to public elementary and high school to college. When I was about, I don't know, maybe 15, I got the idea in my head that I wanted to work for Disney as an animator, but from home. I didn't want to go to a job. I wanted to work from home. Now, this was 2010 or about there. So remote jobs in general were not very common at all, especially not in the animation industry. Regardless, I had my heart set on this dream throughout most of high school. So fast forward to senior year of high school, I'm struggling to find a semi-local college with an animation program. It simply didn't exist in my area at that time. So I narrowed down my options to two schools with design programs. I ended up choosing my college based on who gave me the most scholarship money, which I think a lot of people do. Now, understand, I graduated from a rural high school with no arts classes outside of the band program. No drawing classes, no design classes. Y'all, I didn't <laughs> I didn't even have a clue what graphic design was in high school. It simply like the term graphic design was not in my vocabulary. All those art and dance classes that I took were extracurricular and not school affiliated, so it wasn't like I had to study this stuff. Okay. Jumping ahead to freshman year of college, I failed my first math class. <laughs> Something to know about me, I consider myself to be, you know, pr pretty book smart. I've got a lot of common sense, but y'all, I, I cannot math. Like, not at all. It stresses me out. It makes me sweat. I just absolutely despise anything with numbers. And failing that class caused me to lose my scholarship, which was the whole reason I was even at that school. So over the next year and a half, while I'm still going to classes trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, I get my first part-time job at a local hardware store. I had taught like private clarinet lessons and worked as a band camp instructor previously, but this was my first real job. I soon got a second job at a local animal shelter, got engaged to my now husband Thomas, and was starting to get some traffic to my online Etsy shop that I had opened in 2012. So by early 2016, I was working three jobs, planning a wedding, and commuting to college two to four days a week. I mean, to say I was burnt out is an understatement. And y'all, to be completely honest, I made some wonderful lifelong friends in college, but I did not enjoy the actual college experience. So it was a no-brainer for me to start looking for alternative schooling options at this point. I'm really not even sure how I found them, but... I discovered Southern New Hampshire University, and they had a 100% online remote animation program. I was already paying out of pocket for my schooling since I lost my scholarship, so I really had no reason not to make the switch. It saved me on, you know, gas, time, sanity, and m most importantly, sleep. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, I started freelancing as a graphic designer about a year before this point. 
I got my first logo design job or gig from a customer at the hardware store I was working at, but was also doing just any kind of design work I could get my hands on. My husband is a high school band director, so I started designing the t-shirts for their halftime show. I was making social media graphics, wedding stationery, flyers, you name it, I would do it just to get the experience. I'd grown up with friends, family, teachers and stuff asking me, you know, to draw and make things for them, so this just felt like a natural extension of that practice. 2016 was a big year for me. I purchased my first car, I got engaged, I transferred colleges, quit a job, got married, and got two dogs. By, by the way, fun fact about me, I'm absolutely obsessed with dachshunds. My little weenie baby, Leia, who is currently sleeping at my feet, just turned six years old, and she is the best coworker I've ever had. You may occasionally hear her on this podcast causing chaos with our four indoor cats. So just a little caveat there. Okay, now bear with me. This is going to sound irrelevant, but I promise it's important to the overall story. After getting married in July of 2016, I was determined to be one of those wives that makes everything homemade. Food, decorations, cleaning supplies, the whole lot. So searching for DIY cleaning supplies led me down the road of a network marketing essential oil company. This was a pivotal moment for me personally because I had suffered with frequent migraines and asthma all of my life up to this point. Like I said, I just wanted to DIY all the things, so I wasn't necessarily looking for anything to help with those ailments, but this was definitely one of those times where the Lord knew exactly what he was doing. A month after starting to use those DIY cleaners and ditching, you know, the Clorox, bleach, Windex, all that stuff, I noticed it had been about a month since my last migraine. Okay, it's kind of weird, but didn't think too much about it. A few months go by and still no migraines. At this point, I knew it had to be the cleaners making the difference, so I went down the rabbit hole of toxic products versus natural products, and needless to say, over time, we've replaced all of our conventional products with non-toxic ones. And about six months into this, my upline reached out to see if I was interested in the business side of this network marketing company. I had no clue what about business or entrepreneurship or MLMs or anything at this point, and I was curious, so I said yes. Longer story short, I ended up doing the business and that got me into reading personal development and business books. Even though the stuff I was reading was specific to network marketing, my eyes were open to a whole new world of possibilities. So 2017 was another big year for me. Lots of big years, but more so in a mental shift kind of a way. I was no longer looking at college and my future in the typical way of, oh, I'll get my degree and then get a good paying job working for someone else until I retire. No, I was thinking of ways to grow my network marketing business and my Etsy business and figuring out how to make my animation slash design work from home dreams come true. Like I had a lot of ideas around this time. That same year, I quit my hardware store job and started working at a local plant nursery, which was closer to home, like close enough I could come home for lunch breaks, which was awesome. This was hands down my favorite job I've ever had outside of running my design business. I got to be outside all day and talk to people about plants, which is two of my favorite things. I probably would have been happy working that job alongside my businesses for 
forever if it hadn't been for blowing a disc in my back. If you've ever had this happen to you, first off, I am so sorry, but you know how debilitating it can be. I continued working that job for as long as I could, but after being laid out flat on my back at work one day, I knew I couldn't go on. So there was about six months where I was virtually unemployed outside of my, uh, my Etsy shop and the MLM. I tried waitressing for a bit, but after just, gosh, this is kind of embarrassing, but just after three days of training, I couldn't sit up in my bed on my own, in my bed, in the bed on my own. Goodness. So I quit that job before it even actually started. During this time, I felt terrible for not being able to work. I felt terrible for not being able to move my body. I felt terrible for not being able to even simply do the laundry because I couldn't lift the clothes in and out of the washer. It was just not a fun time. Even though the physical pain and the lack of money sucked, though, I'm still grateful for that time looking back because it got me into studying the Bible more regularly and exploring more ways to work from home full time. So the time now is about 2018 and some interesting things started happening. That spring, I was invited by my school, SNHU, to represent the animation department at the PAX East Conference in Boston. Now, if you don't know, PAX is a massive gaming conference for both electronic games and board games. I mean, one of the biggest of its kind. This was an incredible opportunity because they paid for everything, flight, meals, transportation, all of it. Unfortunately, Thomas couldn't get off work to go with me, so my mom went, and we had an amazing time. But I learned an important lesson at that conference. I didn't want to go into animation. Now, I'd originally wanted to do animation for like featured films. That that was my goal. But I also enjoyed gaming, and that was the focus of SNHU's animation program. Some of my favorite games growing up were like The Sims, Super Mario Bros, Call of Duty, Unreal Tournament. But man, y'all, these folks literally eat, sleep, and breathe their careers. And I was not interested in that lifestyle. So even though I enjoyed the conference immensely, and I would love to go back one day, I left with the peace of knowing that that path was no longer for me. 2018 also brought me two separate remote internships with two different marketing agencies where I worked closely with the owners of these agencies, creating social media graphics, logos, merchandise, packaging for their real clients. And these internships were unpaid, which was fine by me because I was still unemployed at that time. So any experience I could get to make myself more employable in the future, it was welcomed. And a few months into these internships, I landed a design job with a local sign company, a job I didn't even apply for. Yep, you heard that right. God placed that one right in my lap. The owner literally found my resume on Indeed somehow, looked me up on Facebook, liked the work I was posting, liked the work I was posting, and hired me basically on the spot. So at that job, I did all the things. I designed billboards, stickers, roadside signs, trucking decals, logos, pretty much every job I've design job I've had, I've done logos, <laughs> and tons of other random things like a wrap for a bank ATM. It was an awesome learning experience. And then later in 2018, I landed a job in Birmingham, about an hour's drive from home at a funeral printing company. Again, you heard that right, a funeral printing company. 
this was definitely the oddest job I've ever had for sure. And it's always fun explaining what I did there. It was, it was a very super fast paced job because we had super tight deadlines to meet. There were somewhere around 15 designers there, a giant print room, quality assurance, and a lot of other staff. It was a very well-oiled machine run by two sisters, and it was really fascinating to see them do business. By the way, it's worth noting that the hardware store job I had was the only like corporate job I've ever held. Every other job I've had was for a small business, which I think is really cool and definitely, definitely influences the way I do business. So at that job, each designer would be responsible for anywhere from four to 15 jobs at a time. And a job would include anything from programs, a registry book, appreciation cards, plaques, fans, any number of print items that would be, you know, at a funeral. And like I said, it was a wildly fast-paced job because you couldn't reschedule the deadline. Anyway, it only took a few months at this job to get seriously burned out. I was commuting two hours a day, working nine to ten hours, rarely took lunch breaks, and honestly, I felt like I had maxed out what I could get from that job as far as experience and skill goes. So in early 2019, when I discovered podcasts via a college friend sharing about um, a business guru she had found, I was quickly hooked on podcasts because we could have headphones in at work, so it was easy to learn and work you know, at the same time. And y'all, I subscribed to all of the podcasts. There were business podcasts, design podcasts, Christian podcasts, and I was just eating it all up. And throughout all this, I had continued freelancing through like all the internships, jobs, and life events, and actively started pursuing creating my own design business about mid-2019. But it was super messy. And honestly, I felt inadequate and just frustrated because Alabama does not make it easy to know how to legally create a business. I don't know if it's like that in any other state, but Alabama, y'all need to get it together. (laughs) So fast forward to December of 2019 and my bank account overdrafted for what felt like the gazillionth time. It was a bit of a breaking point for me and I very vividly remember going to the bathroom at work to just sit and think. I knew something had to give. I just started following uh, quite a few designers and business owners on Instagram. So I went there and I went to scroll for just some inspiration and came across this ad for Laptop Lifestyle Boot Camp with Amanda Colby. I remembered following Amanda and that she had a travel blog or something of that nature, but I didn't know she was a business coach. I read through the program information and I knew that was what I needed. So I started Laptop Lifestyle Bootcamp in January of 2020, and that is what I define as the start of my business. Now, we all know what 2020 held for us. LLB was only a three-month program, so the month it ended was literally the month the pandemic began. This was obviously very terrifying, but in hindsight, was actually a massive blessing I was let go from my funeral printing job at the start of the pandemic, like literally at the end of March, but quickly started teaching ESL online with VIP Kid thanks to another woman in LLB. Uh, She introduced me to it, and I like the sound of it. It's a work-from-home job, so I started doing it. Uh, So while I was teaching, I was building my business foundations, getting more clients, and really just learning how to be a business owner, and in July... I was offered a job at my 
childhood dance studio as the office manager. It was only two days a week and was stable income and close to home, so of course I took it. It was another one of those God moments where I didn't apply for the job, wasn't even looking for a job at the time. The owner just happened to think of me and reached out. Y'all ready for another pivotal moment? (laughs) By December of 2020, I was feeling a bit discouraged in my design business. My Etsy shop was doing great. My teaching was picking up and I still had the dance studio job, but the one thing I really wanted to be doing was not where I wanted it to be. Someone really should have just told me to have the patience, (laughs) but I felt like I needed to focus more on my Etsy shop at that time. Now, in my Etsy business, I sell polymer clay art. So I went all in on it, following all the polymer clay educators online, investing in a craft show setup, rebranding the whole shebang. And that business was good to me in 2021. I loved every moment of it. I didn't give up on my design business either. I still had clients, but it wasn't something that I was like actively marketing for most of 2021. Now, if you're familiar with VIP Kid, you know what's coming next in this story. In October of 2021, China stopped allowing foreign teachers to teach their children, which meant bye-bye VIP Kid. So even though I knew it was coming for a few months, I felt like I was scrambling to replace that income because it had gotten to a point where VIP Kid was my primary source of income by like a large margin. So I was frantically applying to all of the online home-based jobs I could find because I was not about to go out into the world and find another commuting job again. I didn't care what the job was. I applied for it. Design, data entry, teaching, transcript, uh, transcribing. I applied to over 40 jobs during that time period and didn't hear back from a single one. Now, enter God yet again. (laughs) In the midst of all of this applying, I had a random guy reach out to me on Facebook saying he saw someone recommend me on a Facebook comment. I didn't even know the guy that recommended me, so I was pretty suspicious of this outreach at first. But I got on the phone with him anyway, with the guy that... uh, reached out to me, not the one that recommended me. And anyway, uh, long story short, I took him on as a retainer client the very next week. Now, it gets better. (laughs) That same week, I was scrolling through Instagram stories and saw a popular polymer clay educator searching for a graphic designer. My immediate thought was she is too big of a deal and will have hundreds of people reaching out to her and she won't even see my DM. So I closed out of the app and I went on about my day. Later that evening, I came back to it and thought, well, why not just give it a try? The worst that can happen is she doesn't see my message or she says no. But wouldn't you know it, we got on a Zoom call that following week and I took her on as a retainer client as well. And the best part of this little story is those two clients alone, just the two, replaced my VIP kit income in full. Now, I still have no idea where the first client actually came from, but the polymer clay educator, I would have never even seen her ad for help if I had not made the decision all the way back in December of 2020 to focus on the polymer clay business. I mean, talk about God working in mysterious ways. All right, so we are almost caught up to speed. 2022 definitely brought the most growth for my design business. I hired a CPA to help with my complicated taxes, which helped me feel so much better about my finances and understanding of it all. But the best thing I did all year was join Elizabeth McCravey's Booked Out Designer course. 
while I still love and reference the original LLB course I joined back in 2020, BOD was created specifically for brand and website designers, my specialty. <laughs> it helped me improve my workflows, my client experience, marketing techniques, and is literally the sole reason you're listening to this podcast right now. 2022 also brought me many new clients, new design friends, my first podcast interview, the highest revenue in my, my business has ever seen, and the ability to quit my final part-time job. Now, while every day is not easy or fun, I've never felt more at peace about where I am because I trust that this was God's plan, you know, all along. I started my first real job in 2015, and it took me seven years to get out of that normal workforce and come home full-time. Yes, I am working from home, but there's, there is immense freedom that comes with just being home in, you know, any capacity. I create my business schedule around my life, not the other way around. I'm able to meet my grandparents for lunch or go to the chiropractor when I need to without having to ask for time off. I have not missed a single opportunity to support my husband in his career this last year. Remember, he's a band director, so there's lots of family-friendly events like football games, competitions, and concerts. Even the freedom to take small breaks throughout the day to do like a five-minute chore, such as swapping the laundry over or putting away dishes, it makes such a huge difference in the management of my home. So to wrap up the first ever episode of the Homemakers in Business podcast, I want to tell you more about what I actually do in my design business. To start, the name of my business is just my name, Stephanie Duke. <laughs> Since I've had my Etsy art shop for around 10, oh gosh, over 10 years, um, I've worked in network marketing for a stint, have a design business, now this podcast, I can foresee myself going down other creative ventures in the future. I figured just going with my own personal brand was the best bet. By the way, if you don't know what a personal brand is, that is something that we will discuss, discuss extensively on this show. In fact, the next episode is going to be talking about brand, uh, branding, brand design, personal brand, all those different definitions. So after this is over, make sure you go listen to that. Um, so anyway, what do I do? I specialize in designing brand identities and show it websites. If you're new to the business world, you may still have questions about that. Like, what is a brand identity? Is it a logo? What is show it? Do I even need a website? And friends, all your questions will be answered in due time, I promise. But to put it all simply right now, a brand identity is the visual representation of a business. Think logos, colors, fonts, graphic elements, even photography. These are the assets that are used to build other business essentials like products, websites, and marketing materials, and even merchandise. And ShowIt is the best website host and building platform on the market, in my opinion. <laughs> like any new software, though, there is a learning curve to it, but it is significantly easier to learn than any other website builder out there. Seriously. And I've tried most of them. <laughs> In addition to designing fully custom brand identities and show up websites, I also offer a super fun VIP design day. This is actually quickly becoming my favorite offer because it is such a quick turnaround in ROI. In a VIP design day, we can tackle a variety of design projects. Show it template customization, website maintenance, long-form sales page design, brand collateral like social media graphics or merch, 
and even a design checklist of like a bunch of oddball to-do items that need attention, such as updating the fonts in your Canva account and redesigning your email signature. Pretty much the only thing we can't fit into a VIP design day is a brand or full-scale website design, which I have offers for that. All right, friends. Well, I think that is a wrap on this episode. I hope you found a nugget of inspiration or encouragement in my business story that can give you some hope for your own life. And if you have any questions, just want to say hey or would like to work together, you can find me at my website, stephanieduke.co or on Instagram with that same handle, stephanieduke.co. And all that information will be in the show notes as well. Since this is a brand new show, I'd so appreciate it if you left me a five-star rating and reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts so that others can find me and tune in as well. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you.